for the Elks and obviously Ian this was uh, as you talked about it's been going on for a few weeks discussions lots of hours and uh, it's obviously wasn't an easy decision to come to at the end of the day um, you characterized that well it was difficult you know and it was something that took a lot of um, time and assessment by the board to come to the decisions we, we came to it's a pretty radical move uh, really uh, to you know, th- the three highest-ranking guys, you know, on, on uh, first on all well, the president, on both sides of the football, and then on, on the uh, football side of things. Uh, it's, a, it's a bold move to make. Uh, yeah, we realize that. Um, the, the problems that became apparent to us, though, were both on the field and off the field. And when we looked at the different approaches to try to, you know, improve things and and deal with the problems, it became apparent to us that, you know, moving forward, we just needed a different team. And on that basis, we made the decision. The attendance in the last three games, obviously, that that spoke volumes, I would assume. You know, that was a factor. There, there were a bunch of stuff that drove attendance, though, right? Like, and, there, and some of it, you know, was a lit, little bit tied to, you know, some customer complaint stuff where people, you know, weren't getting, you, you know, We've had concerns about, you know, phone calls not being returned in a timely manner and, you know, a whole lot of stuff, complaints on a myriad of different things. And just a general, you know, negative sense of a team that wasn't winning home games, right? People get in a bunch grouchier mood when they're when the team's losing. So anyway, it was a it was a series of things. And but also certainly, you know, fans in the stands is a relevant issue. Dave? Ian, I want to ask you about the general manager and what you are looking for in that general manager and I know you you uh, you gave a lot of uh, complimentary or you got a lot of respect and compliment to Brock Sunderland who has been here since 2017 and has worked very hard to to try and get this uh, club back to prominence but um, is there anything that you saw in his conduct and, and the way he did business that that you would like to not see in your new general manager and what would you like to see in the new general manager that uh, you know you would uh, like to see going forward to, to lead this club you know i think that well, i want to be careful to not sort of get into something that indirectly looks at like it's a criticism of brock you know essentially where we ended up was we, we needed to change the team and we obviously the on-field performance is the sort of the most obvious objective criteria they measure against you know three wins and 11 losses was not you know a successful season and we also had a lot of other you know issues that impacted the team you know through the year and and i think it it wore on everybody a little bit um but i but i don't i'm not comfortable this time sort of picking out specific traits sure that that Brock is good at or not good at. I, I would say that he's a smart football guy and he really worked hard. Um, but we felt going forward we had to make a change. I'm interested and to you know. Said, sorry, go ahead, Dave. Uh, sorry, just just wanted to reinforce again uh, because Reed asked you the question, but just want want you to reinforce or clarify. You are working with the league right now. You said about what implications. Uh, there are to the football operations cap because this is this could potentially be a, a pretty hefty hit for uh, for the organization to make these moves. Well, yeah. So anytime you do stuff like this, you're going to have to talk to the league, and you're also going to go through a process of a, doing your own internal assessment. Um, so you know what I said to, to Reed was accurate that you know we'll have those discussions and we'll continue to finish our homework because it impacts you know where we're at with our budget going forward. You know, I want to ask you about Wally Buono. How did that come about? Well, we reached out to him, and 
and he was pretty open-minded and after you know the initial dialogue about the fact that i never liked calgary and he didn't like edmonton we we sort of that got set aside and you know it, it was a good discussion and he seems really enthusiastic about helping us and he's very very smart and insightful and he gets what you know he has experience you know, over the years in, in both Calgary and BC where he's had success. And he, he has worked with Edmonton over the years. And he has considerable, you know, knowledge of what Edmonton has done well and not well over the years. So he he's well-placed to, to put have the right context to help us find the right person. Timetable, once again, uh, looks like the general manager first, and you talked about uh, at the podium how you're kind of doing it in reverse, but that's the situation you're in, and you can't really change that. Yeah, we're, we got, you know, an imperfect world that we're facing here. We, you know, the, the February free agency drives the practical sense. If you were to do it, you know, you know in proper business school, you know, approach, you would do it in president first and then general manager and, you know, then coaches. But given what we've been what we're presented with the general manager has to be in place quickly so he can do an efficient job for the free agency uh alan watt as the uh, the interim ceo I, I told him i mean with his history with the franchise in the city he's the perfect guy to, to bridge the gap right now yeah he's a great guy and and he you know gets along with the operations people he knows you know the sort of outreach program that we have to embark on to flush out everybody's concerns and complaints and suggestions, right? So, and it was pretty obvious to us that he was the best person to to, to run things for the next couple of months. Uh, I guess it's not what you had in mind when you got this job, eh? This is, <laughs> these are not the days anybody looks forward to. Well, when I first came on the board, that first year we won the Grey Cup. So I thought, this is great. Well, you know, it's, a, it's a great thing. And then some of this stuff has trended downward as ever since, to be honest. But, you know, no, I, I would say, you know, it's an honor to, to be chair of this board. And we do have a responsibility to fix the problem. And, and it's a good board. Like, the, the folks on this board are really... Um, bright and they're engaged and they've they're rolling up their sleeves to help you know and we've got you know specifically on the committee with wally of myself tom richards and darren Tara bosenkuhl we have lindsey dodd and mike backus working on the ceo recruit side Kara's helping Kara flynn is helping um alan with the marketing communication stuff craig corbett's helping me you know with all the legal interpretation stuff that we have to deal with related to the salary cap and all that stuff so like we got all board members sleeves rolled up here well they say football is the ultimate team sport sounds like running a football team is the ultimate team sport as well well in this case it's just good that we have the right people to reach out to ian murray is the uh, chair of the board of directors of the edmonton elks uh, tough day for him tough day for uh, for everybody.